Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm happy to have Claudia Wenger return as my guest today. Claudia has supported individuals with autism and other disabilities and their families for over 25 years. A special needs educator and a board-certified behavioral analyst, she has developed and managed California Regional Center and Department of Rehabilitation adult programs. Experience with school services and regulations and familiarity with adult services led Claudia to found Claudia Cares Consulting to support families through the secondary transition and guide students into a meaningful adulthood. She has developed an online course called The Right Path that is a step-by-step guide to help families through the transition from school to adult life. I understand that this course will soon be changing its name. However, (laughs) for now it is called The Right Path. And welcome back, Claudia. Thank you so much for joining me today to share your knowledge with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So to begin with, what is the school's actual responsibility to prepare a student and their family for transition from high school to the school and life beyond? That's an excellent question. The school's responsibility actually is to create what is called the Independent Transition Plan, the ITP, and they must do it by the age of 16, according to IDA, which is the same law that gives us the IEP. Um, and, and, they mu- and they must do it, and they, and, and they must create goals to help um, the student transition into adulthood and prepare for adulthood. Um, an ITP, but an I, you say ITP, people aren't really familiar with that. Can you I go know. into a little more detail? What is an individual transition plan? So the individual transition plan is often found towards the back of the IEP, and it basically um, has goals in it that helps the helps goals that the student must um, meet or that he wants or she wants to meet that will help them in the future. There's mm-hmm. three, three potentially four different um, transition goals that must be put in. One of them is post, um, post uh, high school education, um, possibly uh, employment training, and if needed, independent living training, uh, if the ch- and that's dependent on the individual. So there are certain things that would occur that the student, um, that the school needs to to, accomplish to help the child get ready for that adult life. For example, if the student wants to go to college after school, then there are certain things that will need to occur during high school to help that student prepare for college. Um, that's an example. So they do have responsibility to do certain things. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it may it may it does make very good sense. Um, but some additional questions I'm sure people would have are. When do you begin this process, and what can parents do to help their child prepare for this process and for the future and their, their soon-to-be-coming adulthood? So there's a couple different pieces to it. Let, let's go, let, the school's responsibility, first of all, is to assess the student in those areas 
and create these goals by age 16. In some states, it's actually by 14, There's, but here in California, it's 16 years old. And they must um, address those goals throughout the rest of their schooling. And ha- they have to address it on a yearly basis and uh, prepare the child for adult life. That's what they must do. At the end of the, the um, schooling, the, the, um, the school must provide them also with something called a summary of performance. And that just gives an outline of the student's needs and um, what, what, what uh, was done and the goals that they have for their future. And that document can be used later on in life. Um, it kind of summarizes everything that's occurred up until then. So that's the school's responsibility. There are things the parents can do in the home to help their child prepare for adulthood, um, but that's the school part. Okay, so what things can the parent do in the home to help the kids prepare? Well, one of the most important things that can occur is uh, helping your child become more independent so that they're able to be as independent as possible as an adult. A lot of times parents with kids with disabilities when they're children, they help them through a lot of stuff because there's so much that they have to do to accomplish and succeed in life. But And so some of the the independent skills sometimes get left behind in lieu of working on academics. Um, And Mm -hmm. so that's one area that is really important. And and that's going to be individual to each child. Another area that is um, very important to consider is behaviors. There are times where some behaviors are completely appropriate for a child or student in high school even, but are not necessarily appropriate for an adult. Now, many parents work on their children's behavior through their entire life, but at this time, during that transition time, it's really important to take a look and see, are there behaviors that could be addressed that might hinder their child as an adult? So those are the two areas that could really be pinpointed and dealt with at home. And some of them can also be dealt with, of course, at school, but it could also be dealt with at home. So then speaking about specific areas to be addressed to create a smooth transition, which areas, specific areas, do you recommend that parents focus on and insist that the school address to make sure that this happens smoothly for the child? That the school address? The school and or the parents, both. So, okay, let me, let me back up a little bit. Overall, okay. there's a number of areas that a parent should address. So we talked a little bit about the school. We, we talked a little bit about um, what the parents can do inside the home. But there's a number of other areas that parents need to look at as they, they start thinking about the future. So one of them, for example, would be legal concerns. Um, for example, does the student... Um, or their child uh, need to have a conservatorship or a guardianship. That would be one thing to look into. And, it, and again, it's very personal, and a lot of people have different ideas and, and on, on it, but that would be an area to look into because once the child is 18 years old and they've reached their age of majority, they, are, they can make their own decisions. And if there's some concern that they might not be able to or may need more support than getting a a guardianship or conservatorship may be something that a family wants to do. Another area that parents should look into is the special needs trust. 
uh, and the financial situation of what the future is going to look like. And that's going to really be very different for different families because of their financial situation, as well as the, the, what state they live in and what services are available in that state. But if there is money to be held for the child, then getting a special needs trust can protect that money. Um, another area that, it, as far as financials, is also looking into ABLE accounts, um, which also can safeguard money, uh, especially something like Social Security. So if a, a child – so another area, let's say, that, that is really important to look into is um, financial concerns. And, that, and they kind of tie a little bit to the, to the um, to this, uh, special needs trust. Um, one of the financial concerns is, is an SSI. So some, some children or di- did qualify prior to 18, but if they didn't qualify before the age of 18, they may really qualify once they're 18 years old because they don't have any means of making any money, and so it's based on their financial ability, even if their parents have the financial ne- means. Um, and that's where the special needs trust is really important, as well as an ABLE account. So parents who have an 18-year-old child or approaching the age of 18 with special needs should apply for SSI or reapply for SSI. Um, and those would be like your state and federal benefits. They should also look into ABLE account because it's another way of safeguarding some of that money that might come in and may not be used right away and can be used later on in life. So that would be the financial options that could be available. There's also a need to look into government services. Now, here in California, we have it fairly easy. Um, there isn't a waiting list or anything like that, but in other states there are, and it is important to look into that. I, in, my, in my program, I go into that a little bit more to help families with living in different states um, figure out how to access that. And I think probably the final area that really needs to be looked at and sometimes families don't know about is medical needs. Um, A lot of doctors don't see individuals as once they're adults. So if you've got a family doctor or a specialist that's been working for your child, it's really important to ask them, you know, do you stop at a certain age? And if they do, then you need to transfer that. And being able to know that in advance is really helpful. Those are all really excellent suggestions, Claudia. And you mentioned your program and and things that you talk about in your program. Do you want to take a few minutes just to describe the program that you developed a little bit more? Sure. Um, You know, one of the things when I started doing this work and kind of put it all together, I realized how... Um, how confusing it was, and all the information was just in different places. I mean, you could Google a lot of this stuff and get it, but you'd have to go to a lot of different places to figure it out. And then how, how do you know what's for you and what's not and what's relevant and what's not? And it's it just so many, it's like scattered. And so I put this program together. I called it The Right Path, um, although as we mentioned earlier, I am planning on changing the name um, and up, you know, updating it and so forth again. Um, but what I've done is I've taken these different areas and I've, I've put them together and I've grouped them and provided really short videos with information and alongside a workbook so that a family could listen to the videos, go through the workbook, 
And I also give all sorts of different links and other information so that the family can, can write down, and okay, this is what I need to do for me. This is what matters to me. And the things that don't, they could just put it to the side. But all the areas are addressed through the program, and in the workbook, they can create their own path, which is why I called it the right path, because it's each individual's right path. Um, and that's the, my basic program. Um, it's pretty simple. I've made in the sense that the videos are short. They're not cumbersome, so and you could do it at your own speed um, and kind of get just an overall idea. Well, that sounds fantastic, actually, and really, really useful. So then how can our listeners reach you if they have questions or if they want to know more? So um, my email is consulting at claudiacares.com, and my website is claudiacares.com. So that's probably either one of those ways. If you go to my website, there's a place there where you can contact me. You can also see the link for the right path and kind of get more information about what the what the program will do. Um, or you can feel free to email me at consulting at claudiacares.com. Okay, and that's consulting at, and Claudia is C-L-A-U-D-I-A-C-A-R-E-S, claudiacares.com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for your time and for sharing some very helpful information with us today. I really appreciate um, having this opportunity to share this information with you. I also want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. I'm Gilda Evans reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.